0: This is Spin Control, a FiberCraft podcast by a joyful girl.
1: Spin, turn a spinning wheel. Make me some of your magic thread.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, Episode 38, Evolution. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. In today's episode, I've got some knitting, some spindle spinning, a little discussion about the evolution of a knitter, and some big secrets. Uh, Maybe some little secrets. We'll have to see how that progresses. But as always, let's get this started with some updates. The flashback sock knit-along is progressing very lovely. I think we're doing fantastically, and I don't think anyone is going to have a problem Finishing their socks, be they monkey socks or otherwise, by February 28th. I am working on the fourth pattern repeat of my second sock and it's coming along nicely. I also noticed that over there on the Ravelry group that there have been a couple new finished objects added to the thread. You should definitely go over there and check out those pictures. They're fantastic. I'm really loving some of the colors and the excitement going on over there. In other updates, I wanted to give you a little update about Carlin and how my little spinning wheel is doing. So, I shipped her off to New York State, and I think I had told you that if worse came to worse, they would have to ship her to Holland. As it turns out, Connie told me that she had everything she needed right there in her shop to take care of Carlin without sending her to Holland, which is awesome. But then, when it was all said and done, Carlin ended up traveling internationally after all, and I had no idea it was going to happen. I have no idea why it didn't occur to me that Louette, North America is located in Canada. So little Carlin got hung up in customs, and she didn't actually make it into Connie's hands until Thursday night of last week. But Friday afternoon, I got a nice little note from Connie, and she said I might actually have Carlin back in my hands... By this coming Wednesday, which makes me super excited, and that's how that is progressing. I really don't have any updates on anything else, except to say if you are attending Camp Kip, have a day pass to Camp Kip, or are interested in attending Camp Kip and have yourself on the waiting list, be sure to go over and check out the Camp Kip website for new details and pictures and wonderfulness about the new location it is now located in Missouri and no longer being held in Illinois and Jackie has all the details on the desire to increase the number of attendees we could have and that's awesomeness but you'll definitely have to go over there and check out all the details if you haven't already it looks great and I think it's gonna be an awesome time all right now in the last update I have a secret a big secret a life-changing secret and I've been debating on what the best time to tell you guys was. And I still don't think it's the best time, but I'm not sure. Anyway, um, I decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip a coin. I know, right? What a big wimp I am. I'm going to flip a coin and heads, I'll tell you now. Tails, I'll tell you another time. So let's find out what the answer is. Uh, sorry, guys. Tales. It looks like I'm not going to be revealing my big secret this episode. It will have to wait until next time. We'll flip a coin and see what happens then. All right, with all those updates under our belt, I guess it's time to get the rest of this podcast started. This week in Spin a Tale, I don't have a story for you per se, but this is one of those episodes where I just want to kind of ponder something out loud in your presence almost like an essay but a little bit different because I don't really write things down like that that's just not my style anyhow this week I wanted to talk about the evolution of a knitter I'm wondering if there is like a natural tendency for knitters to swing toward designing what do you think I know that as of late I've kind of been bit by this design bug. And, well, I don't know if I have the mad skills that it takes to pull such a thing off, but I definitely have quite a few ideas in my head. I've been sketching them out, you know, making all these notes and descriptions for myself about how I want these products to be. I have a pair of socks in the works. I've got a tank top. Um, I like tank tops. I'm a layer-er. I am a layerer. i can not help myself. A sweater. And a cowl and a couple other things like buzzing through my head that I just cannot get out of there. I think about them like on my commute to work and stuff, and I'm pretty sure that before too long I'm going to find myself whipping out some original designs. I don't know why. I that and that's really what made me want to bring this up this week. Is this something that other people do? Are you guys out there making notes about products that you would like to knit but you just can't find a pattern to fit the bill so you're designing the stuff yourself. I mean, I know I've heard a lot of other folks talk about all the modifications that they make because they don't like a sweater that fits like this. They don't like a stitch pattern. They don't like a whatever when it comes to patterns that are already in publication. I don't really like that. I kind of follow a pattern. I don't change shit. If I don't like it, I don't really knit it. (laughs) I just skip it or I find something similar that'll fit the bill. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really change patterns. I mean, I can modify like on the fly, but I don't dive into any project thinking I'm going to change all this stuff. That's just not the way I work. But I do have all this original stuff floating around in my head trying to get out. And that is something that I think in the last maybe six weeks has really come to the forefront for me. And I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe it's the winter weather. I'm not quite sure. But I really want you guys to comment over there on the boards. Do you have this? Do you have like a little sketchbook of designs? Maybe it's not knitting. Maybe it's crochet or sewing or other things, you know, like layout and design or something like that. Do we have these tendencies as crafters to just hit a point in our skill development where we want to design our own stuff? That's where I am right now. And I want to know how many other folks, my listeners, I guess, that are working on the same vein. And that is really all I've got this week in Spin a Tail. For me, as an evolution of this knitter, I am on to designing. Dun, dun, dun! I guess we'll have to see what unfolds with that. And now it's on to spinning my wheels. And this week in my crafting, it's been quite boring. I haven't really done a whole lot of new stuff, and... I haven't really gotten a whole lot accomplished, but that's okay because I have some stuff in the works for the future and we can talk a little bit about that. As I mentioned earlier, my monkey socks are progressing nicely. I completely finished the first sock. I kitchenered the toe and the darn thing fits perfectly. I absolutely love it. So sadly, I was a little concerned that because I did the first inch of ribbing on the first sock on the nine inch circular needle, That, if I did it on double points, it would be different and that would make me unhappy. So I cast on 80 stitches on the 9-inch circular needle and knit the first inch of twisted rib again on the circulars. I knocked like that whole inch out, even though it was super slow, at knit night the other night. And I'm actually down to the fourth repeat. And I should finish maybe the fourth and the fifth repeat on the leg today. Working on DPNs again, which makes me so happy. Those circulars aren't bad but there's no way i'd be able to do patterning with them at all craziness and that is how my monkey socks are going and i really like that pattern a lot like i'm already thinking about my next pair of monkey socks i think i'm gonna make monkey socks for the girls they're they're do socks i think and i'll have to see if the pattern that i found on the knitting daily like if i think the size the small size will fit my littlest girl their feet are getting gigantic I cannot believe that the 13-year-old's feet are about a half inch shorter than mine, if that. And she's talking about borrowing my shoes and stuff? Insane. She's nuts if she thinks I'm going to let some of these things out of my house. So I don't think it'll be hard to knit a pair of socks to fit her using the pattern that I've got. But I might have to do some other modifications to get the socks to fit itty-bitty's feet. Because she's only like a size 3 little girl we'll have to see what what happens with that. I will let you know, but that is far far future knitting because I'm not even done with my monkey socks yet. Dad is also due for socks, and I'm not sure what I'm going to knit for him. I thought about knitting him his next pair of socks out of like worsted weight wool, you know, making him a pair of boot socks, but sadly he's not into that, so I'm going to have to use, you know, regular size sock yarn for his next pair. <laughs> so we'll see. So that's how things are going on the monkey socks. Also, I cast on the second lionette cardigan. The 13-year-old picked some yarn that I had in my stash, which was super awesome because, one, I got to get it out of my stash, and two, it was yarn that I had purchased, like, on sale from Webs, and I had no idea what I was going to do with it. It certainly was not as pleasing when it arrived as it was when I saw it on the interwebs. It's cute yarn, and it's going to make a great sweater for her, But until she decided she wanted it, I had no clue what I was going to use it for. It is some Cascade Rio. And I'll have to link to that in the show notes. It is a cotton yarn. Cotton and... Here, let me see. Cotton and something. Cotton and viscous yarn. Made in Brazil. And it's got like three strands of a solid color. And then the fourth strand is the viscous. And it's shiny and... It's got like coils on it. And I really was not expecting that. It's hilarious. The fourth strand is variegated. It's funny, but she likes it. I mean, I had like 10 skeins of this stuff and it's only about 600 yards. What was I going to do with 600 yards of this yarn? Thankfully, she picked it and rescued it out of my stash, which is awesome. I haven't even set up project page in ravelry yet so i will have to get down to that so you guys can take a look at what i've got going on with that in future knitting i have found the camp kip tank top for those of you who have been listening from the very beginning or have gone all the way back to listen to the past episodes you will know that i spent quite a bit of time knitting my tank top for marilyn sheep and wool and I was flipping through the latest issue of Interweave Knits. That's Interweave Knits Spring 2011. I subscribe. And I'm rather pleased with this. I almost said episode. I'm rather pleased with this issue. So on about page, I don't know, exactly 22, you will find the Gathered Front Tank by Mercedes Terasovich Clark. It is lovely. I just think it's super duper adorable. It's got a little gathered section down the front. It's styled to be worn layered, and I'm all about layering. And it's got like this cute little gather in the front with these five little buttons right down the middle of it, and it's just adorable. I absolutely love it. And the yarn that it's shown in in the magazine is Maggie Knits Maggie's Linen. It's super adorable. It's green. I'm not sure if I'll go with a green. Probably not. But it looks like it's going to be a super interesting knit. And I cannot wait to pick yarn and get started on it. And I had better hurry because what? Today's February 12th. And that means we have less than two months before we get to Camp Kip. So I really kind of need to hustle to get this tank knocked out for myself. I'm super stoked and excited about that one. That promises to be a lot of fun. That's all I've got in knitting. And spinning. I have been making quite a bit of progress on the old uh, turkish spindle there i miss carlin dearly and i mean it really hasn't been that long it's been a week and a half and i know that in my history i've gone more than a week and a half without spinning on my wheel so it's not out of the ordinary it's just the fact that she's gone kind of makes me miss her and want her here more and i really can't wait to start my next project just because she's gone i think you know i miss her but that has not stopped me from spinning some really lovely little samples on the Turkish spindle. I've been working my way slowly through the wisteria box and what I have decided is that I am spinning them all as singles about the same weight and then I'm gonna ply the yarn back on itself. And what I decided was since the Turkish spindle creates a perfect little center pull ball that what I was gonna do was grab the outside end and the inside end and ball them on my ball winder as a two strand like with the strands laying next to one another so that all I have to do is ply it directly off that new little ball as a two ply and it should go super fast and easy and that really makes me happy. One of the girls from Spin Group last month totally reminded me that Abby Frankemont talks about that in Respect the Spindle which is super cool. I had totally forgotten about that. I remember reading it now But until she brought it up and told me that that's how she does it, I would have never remembered. I'm having a lot of fun spinning up those samples, and as soon as I get done with all ten, I'm going to go through the entire pack and review all of that yarn that I've been spinning. So far, almost all of it has been perfectly lovely and absolutely fantastic. One or two has been like, aw, angels singing, you know, as I'm spinning. And only one has made me cuss a little bit but we will definitely talk about that when I thoroughly go through all of that stuff for you guys in a future episode. Hopefully in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to get that knocked out for you. And that, yeah, that's really all that's been going on. I definitely have a lot of work to do. I need to, I definitely need to make some more bags and sell those over on Etsy because I need to uh, sponsor my trip to Camp Kip because I had to use the money I made on my patches to ship Carlin to Canada. So I will have to hustle to get some of that stuff done. So maybe next week I'll have a little bit of sewing for you guys. And that is all I've got this week in spinning my wheels. This week, I am all spun up because it's my birthday. Yay me! I turned 36 years old today. It is February 12th. I have gotten a million little messages over on Facebook and on Twitter wishing me happy birthday. I... So far, my day has not gone as planned. Um, I wanted to sleep in, but the joyful boy's clinical schedule and his alarm clock this morning kind of ruined that a little bit for me. So hopefully tomorrow I'll be sleeping in, which should be awesome because I never get to sleep in. I always get up with the dogs. And then I was going to spend the entire day in my pajamas. But my mother-in-law called me last night and invited me to go to breakfast in honor of my birthday. So I couldn't really refuse. That was a very lovely gesture although it did interfere with my plans just a bit. But I do believe, okay, this is a secret, that my husband has planned a surprise party for me tonight. He's not super good at being stealthy, and a couple people have let little hints slip, so I have no idea what's going to happen tonight. But it should promise to be absolutely lovely, and I will report back on that next week and let you know what happened. But I'm excited about it, because he has gone out of his way to be super sneaky and try to build a lovely little birthday surprise for me. He- So I've kind of been messing with him all day. Well, actually, for about the past three days, saying things like, I'm going to stay in my pajamas all day. I don't even think I'm going to shower. I don't want to leave the house. I just want to be waited on hand and foot. And that's how I want to spend my birthday. I don't need to go out to dinner. I don't want anything like that. I just want to stay home. And I know he's already got something planned for me. So that, I'm sure, is making him a little bit nervous. But that's what's got me all spun up this week. Yay, I'm another year older. Happy birthday to me, and happy birthday to all of my fellow Aquarians out there. Well, it looks like we have done it again. We have reached the end of another episode of Spin Control. This week, I want to send out some special thanks to Abby Nitz and to for their reviews on iTunes. I really appreciate it. And to those of you who stopped over there to leave your star ratings, thank you very much. In addition, sincerest thanks to Lisa and Laura who donated to the podcast this past week. To anyone else who is interested, let's not forget, this month's donation incentive is some handspun yarn created by myself. And if you would like to donate to the podcast or see photos of the handspun yarn, you will find a Donate tab on the Spin Control Podcast homepage where we keep all the show notes and all the good stuff. Well, it looks like this episode was short and sweet, and hopefully, in the week to come, I will have a lot more crafty goodness going on and more to share with you next week. This week's song is called "Sly Dreamer" by One Red Martian, and as always, you can check the show notes and get all the details about this episode at spincontrolpodcast dot com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail dot com. Catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl or follow me on Twitter as a Joyful Girl Maid. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you
1: soon.